about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession I'm Pastor Joseph Parker we invite you to look with us in the word of God to begin with in the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 beginning at verse 1 after this the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazan Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can, we can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up from the ascent of Ziz in the, at the end of the valley that opens into wilderness, the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight, 
Take your position, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that they took them there that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple, the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Verses 1 through 30, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Father, we thank you for your word, your magnificent and powerful and glorious word that gives us wisdom, guidance, grace, that helps us to know that we're called to be a people who live by faith. And you've also called us and let us know that you've called your church to be a house of prayer, that we're to live a life given to prayer. And that as we learn and are equipped by your word and your spirit to do battle, that we can go out and learn how to live victoriously every day as we learn to move in your wisdom, in your grace, and in the power of your Holy Spirit. More and more, Father, teach our hands to war and teach us to equip, guide, mold, and shape our children too so that they too can be children who they too are warriors who know how to go out on the battlefield of life and win and not only protect themselves but to do to, to, to build the kingdom and tear down the kingdom of darkness as well. Thank you for that opportunity and power us to be very effective by the power of your spirit to do just that every day. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. 
Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments, and uh, I ask that you'd move today, that you'd speak through Pastor Joseph, that you'd speak through the show. Father, thank you so much for for being the first and greatest warrior, for uh, conquering sin, for conquering darkness. Thank you so much for being light and for giving us the tools that we need to overcome uh, through you, through your strength, through your power. Thank you so much, Father. And uh, Father, I ask that you'd grow us in maturity and that you'd grow us in holiness. In your holy name, amen. Amen. I mean, thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We here at American Family Radio are still in the midst of our annual campaign in which we're working with the wonderful national ministry, Preborn. Uh, keep in mind this important reality. Abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and in the world. And over 65 million babies' lives have been tragically lost since Roe v. Wade was overturned in 1973. And sadly, with the abortion pill accounting for more than 50% of all abortions today, babies' lives are still at risk. Well, in the midst of the, these tragedies, there are things we as the people of God definitely can do. Uh, keep in mind, Preborn and American Family Radio are asking you to partner with us to help moms to choose life. And our goal this week is to save at least 4,500 babies this week. Well, how are we doing that? Well, this is how. Preborn is directly working against the tragic abortion industry, and it's it. Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the U.S. By letting a woman see her baby on an ultrasound machine and hear the heartbeat, a baby's chance for life is literally doubled. So again, Preborn is a wonderful ministry that has both pregnancy clinics that are part of their ministry, but also they provide many, many free ultrasounds to ministries out there. And I want to mention to them the ministry that my wife, Bertie, and I had the privilege of founding that's in operation in the Mississippi Delta. The ultrasound machine that we have was given to us by Preborn, and we're very grateful for us. It wasn't a used machine. It was a brand new machine, I believe valued right at $15,000, and it was given to us absolutely free by the Lord through the wonderful ministry of Preborn. So we're encouraging you to partner with us to help the ministry Preborn to help save at least 4,500 babies through this effort. Again, keep in mind, your gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion of one free ultrasound, giving the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. If you'd like to get involved, we're asking you, please do, because again, we want to reach that goal and we've got a little ways yet to go. But again, uh, a gift of any amount is appreciated. But again, the 28 helps provide one free ultrasound, 140 helps provide five free ultrasounds. We hope you'll get involved. If you'd like to get involved, simply call this number 1-877-616-2396. Again, that's one 1- 877-616-2396, or you can donate online going to AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. We are very blessed and honored to have with us as phone guests once again. It's been a little while, but we're grateful to have once again Peggy Joyce Ruth and her daughter Angie Shum. Sister Peggy Joyce and Angie, how are you all today? Fine. We're very so good. glad to be here. Yes. Yes. Always an, it's always an honor to have you. And, of course, um, you, you all are, I'd, I'd call kingdom celebrities. You all have done so many things in the kingdom, and God uses you in such wonderful ways. We're grateful 
to have you come on. I'm going to ask if each of you will begin to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you before we get into the topic. And if we run into the break, we'll just pick up on the other side. But if you'll start, we'll start with Sister Peggy Joyce. If you'll introduce yourself and your ministry, and then we'll go to Sister Angie. Yes, I'm Peggy Joyce Ruth, and uh, <clears throat> my ministry is mainly Psalm 91. That uh, I love being able to tell the world about the, the wonderful covenant that God has given to us. And my daughter is wonderful. She really heads up the ministry now, so I want you to meet her. Well, uh, my ministry is uh, college. I just feel like that the youth, if they get turned on with the Lord and, and start serving Him, that they will spend a lifetime serving the Lord. And then, uh, so I really enjoy working with youth, and especially second-generation ones, that I feel like that they grew up in a church, but they're kind of bored and uh, I like uh, seeing if I can't turn their hearts around to get excited about the Lord and have a personal relationship themselves. And then I like taking my mom's Psalm 91 uh, ministry into some of the darker places on earth that maybe have never heard the words of, of uh, uh, what the Lord uh, gives to us, the protection, when, when there's countries that it's life and death for them, even though it's turning out that way here as well. Okay. Well, if someone wants to uh, learn more about your ministry or if they want to buy one of... Now, how many books on Psalm 91, Sister Peggy Joyce, have you written now? Uh, we have Psalm 91 for military. We have Psalm 91 for children, Psalm 91 for youth, Psalm 91 for mothers. Uh, oh, golly. What else do we have? <laughs> uh, there's a lot teenagers. of... Teenagers. Teenagers. Uh, and uh, so anyway, Spanish. The re- yeah, Psalm 91 in Spanish. Uh, the reason we did so many variations of Psalm 91 is because we wanted everyone to, uh, wherever they are, whatever they're doing in life, for them to have a Psalm 91 that addresses the things they're facing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, mothers face different things than, than our soldiers or uh, our, our children. And so uh, even we have a toddlers for a little tiny uh, and uh, they uh, has beautiful pictures, but it also has things that they can understand. And uh, they'll carry that book around and even learn, uh, you know, when it's been read to them a bunch of times, they can, they I'm gonna, can quote it. I'm going to have to jump in here real quick, Sister Peggy Joyce. We'll pick up yes. right there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and Angie Shum. We'll be right back.
The music of Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation and eternal life. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. We want to remind you again, American Family Radio and Preborn are in the midst of our annual Preborn campaign in which we're encouraging you to get involved with the work of helping to provide free ultrasounds for moms who are considering abortion. Keep in mind, the ultrasound allows a mom to hear her baby's heartbeat, to see the precious life that's inside her womb. And when this happens, 80% of the time, moms who are abortion-minded, 80% of the times, they will tend to choose life for their babies. So keep in mind, the Holy Spirit uses the, the picture of a baby on an ultrasound in a wonderful and a beautiful way. So if you'd like to be involved in helping to support this important work from preborn, remember a gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion, one free ultrasound, giving the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions reaching five women with the message of life. Again, to get involved and to help, simply call one 616 2396 Again, that's 1-877-616-2396. Or you can donate online. Go to AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. Again, our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and Angie Shum of Peggy Joyce Ruth Ministries. And so, Sister Peggy Joyce, you were sharing about some of the different books on Psalm 91 that you were writing. So if you can pick up where you left off, please. Yes, we uh, we have just the regular Psalm 91, God's Umbrella of Protection. Uh, we, have the one, we have one for teens. We have one for uh, young children, uh, just teens, I mean, uh, under teens. And then we have one for... Uh, what, what the military, else? we have mothers, we have coloring books, we have everything you can imagine... Uh, tell them where they can uh, pick them up. Uh, yes, and uh, they can call at PeggyJoyceRuth.org or the, the number is 325-646-6894, uh, to be able to order or give their prayer requests or whatever they need to do. So, uh, But what I'm finding out is right now so many of the prayer requests that are coming in are, they're worried about their children. They're worried mm-hmm. about their teenagers. And uh, they're frightened. Well, I believe we have answers for them. And so mm-hmm. I just get excited about that. Yes. Well, you know, as you know, we my be- dad always. Uh, look, before, before we get into that, uh, Sister Peggy Joyce and Angie, I'm going to ask if each of you will pray for listeners to really be able to receive everything God has because the Lord's wanting you to speak mightily to every listener. So would each of you just pray for God to help them to receive all he wants them to receive through the broadcast today? Father, you know who's listening today. And Father, you know exactly what their needs are. You know exactly what's going to speak to them most best the best way so father that's what we're asking lord we're asking as we speak today that you'll just speak to their hearts father and you'll give them hope uh so many of them are frightened about their children and so father i just pray that today something's going to drop hope down into them father and they're going to put it to work and lord i thank you we're going to see miracles that come about because of this in jesus name and father we just are in agreement over this, that our goal is for people to be able to start putting the Word into their life and prayer 
that it will steady our nation, strengthen our families. I thank you, Father, that they'll start feeling that, that you've actually given them this thing called authority with their children where they're not powerless, that it's not just going to be whatever happens to them out in the world and you never know. I pray for strength. And, Lord, like it's happened to me, sometimes I'll hear one sentence and it'll change my life forever. So I pray that'll happen on this broadcast, that that it'll connect with the right person, that exactly what they're needing to hear for their next step, the truth of, of your word will speak to their hearts. And that, Father, we just give them a prayer covering right now that uh, you, you draw them and you draw those children to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And you started to share something about your dad, I think. Yes, uh, my dad had uh, always pointed out something to me, and he lived it. Uh, it was in Genesis eighteen nineteen, and he always asked if I knew why God had chosen Abraham. And you think of all the different reasons why God would have picked Abraham and called him out from his family. And in Genesis eighteen nineteen, I, it was a scripture I wasn't fami- familiar with, but it says that he chose Abraham because he knew that Abraham would command his children to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't thought about it. It kept it from dying out, like after one generation. And that's what I feel like I have on my heart is that second generations, third generations, you love seeing generations of families serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so you're contending for that next generation. And to think that Abraham would command his children to serve the Lord. And so many people have a cutoff date, like they'll maybe just be an influence in their kid's life till a certain age. And then they cut it off. Like some people discipline to age 12, or some of them only speak into them about the Lord till age 18 or 21. They have different ages. But Abraham was commanding into Isaac's life in his adult years. And so my dad kept that layer of protection over me by having that command of faith mm-hmm. over um, uh, over us as children over my brother and I, that we would serve the Lord. And mm-hmm. as for he and his house, he kept that uh, command with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe people, when we were in conferences this last month with my mom, every prayer request were not only for children that are young, but also that those that were out of the house raising their own children, that this command of faith, that people didn't realize that they actually could do that when they're grown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you all have touched on so many different things as it relates to this. But as we as we look at this topic of how parents can prepare their children for the spiritual warfare of life, it's helpful for us to understand that God is way ahead of us in his word. He gives us all the wisdom, all the grace, all the weaponry we need. Our job is to diligently seek him and take and do what he said in his word. And I, I shared the powerful uh, account in Second Chronicles chapter 20, is, which it's a wonderful example of spiritual warfare at work amongst God's people. And I'm, I'm grateful that this particular account points out that not only was King Jehoshaphat a king wise enough to lead his nation in prayer, but he invited the people to fast and pray with him, and it pointed out the men and women and children all were involved, and God fought their battles. And, you know, God hasn't changed at all. Our job is to take the weaponry God has made and to use it 
and we can see how God will fight our battles for us as well. So, but thoughts that you want to share about that? Uh, yes, uh, we have so many people that call into the ministry, and one of their big prayer requests is, "Oh, pray for my children." Some mm-hmm. of those children are little, but many times they're grown children. They're children mm-hmm. that are out in the world, and they're not serving God, and, and they're just desperate. They don't know what to do, and so the Lord really began to show me. We have to take these scriptures. There are scripture promises that we can stand on. You know, someone, all they're doing is they're just crying and saying, Oh, God, please help me. That's not the answer. We have authority. Mm-hmm. We need to take these scriptures that God has given to us and use that authority and call those children in. Uh, years and years ago, I, I, actually, I was in my 20s, <clears throat> that uh, God supernaturally gave me Psalm 91. Uh, mm-hmm. I was crying out one day and just saying, God, just everything's happening in the world. What do we do? And I, I was panicked. And I just lay back and went to sleep, and God gave me a spiritual dream. And in the dream, I was asking him the same question, Lord, what do we do? And uh, he quoted to me out of Psalm 91. Now, I'd never read Psalm 91. Uh, I was a Christian back then, but I hadn't studied my Bible very much. And he quoted, uh, in your day of trouble, call on me, and I will answer. And uh, so anyway, I thought, okay, that, I, I just felt like it was out of the Word, but I didn't know where it was. And I just said, God, you've got to show me where that is. And he did. He supernaturally showed me and get, uh, brought me to Psalm 91. And I, I, I don't think I've missed many days since then uh, without praying that. I pray that every day. And I encourage uh, all of these people that are coming, pray Psalm 91 over your family every single day. It's your covenant promise that's from the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. And you can't come up with a need that's not covered in that psalm. Whatever your need is, there's a promise in that Psalm 91 that covers that need. I mean, it's it's powerful. Especially mm-hmm. in the days of fear of, of the children uh, going to school. I can't imagine what our my brothers and my life would have been like if I had to have had my mom praying Psalm 91 over us every single day mm-hmm. and over the family. And like Mother's saying, that's better than just giving anxious words of telling God the problem that's in the world around us, but you're actually speaking something by faith. Mm-hmm. And it's a promise from God. So it's not like we're saying, oh, God, will you do this? You know, or will you do that? We're saying, God, you said you made this promise to me. I'm just receiving your promise. And I, I know I taught on Psalm 91 once, and one of the ladies said, I can't tell God to do all that. And I said, you're not telling God to do that. God's telling you what he wants to do. He wants mm-hmm. you to grab hold of that. He wants you to confess it and bring it into into being. And uh, I've had so many women that will text back or call back and say, this really works. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it does. It's God's mm-hmm. Word. And, you know, it's important for us to know that we, we're supposed to return God's Word back to Him. We pray His Word. We Absolutely. speak His Word. That's exactly yeah. what we're supposed to do. And so if we fail to do what God says, that's called disobedience. We're to do what God tells us to do, you know. And, and the, most powerful weapon, the most powerful weapon in the universe, of course, is the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, and putting it to work is so important. So, yes. so Sister Peggy Joyce, you're, so you're saying, like, if someone was to say, well, Sister Peggy Joyce, why do I need to pray it every single day? How would you respond to that question? 
you know, there's so much evil going on in the world. There's so many problems. I mean, every day, you know, I don't have to preach that. Everybody knows that. And it's very easy to slip away from remembering the promises that God makes. You'd think we'd never forget those, but we do. And uh, But every day, if I start my day... Thanking God for these demon, uh, uh, thanking God that these demonic things are covered by the blood that He's given me a, a covenant, not just a prayer, but a covenant. He's given that to me, and when I say that first thing in the morning, then when these things show up during the day, uh, that covenant's already been spoken. That's right. It's on my mind. It's not mm-hmm. something because people will pray Psalm ninety-one, but they'll forget it if they don't pray it every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had people that. You know, they. I'll tell them about Psalm 91. They'll use it. They get excited about it, and then maybe I'll talk to them in a week or two, and they've forgotten because it's Satan sees to it that we forget the word. Mm. You know, not really putting it first place. Right, right. Well, you know, something I would mention is that um, we we have a number of radio spots that specifically encourage believers to pray Psalm 91, and we we invite people to emails to get a copy of the prayer. And that's the single most frequent request we get for prayer tools, specifically for the prayer based on Psalm 91. And I, oh, we, I love that. Hear we, that. <laughs> we, we average, we, we pro, I don't know how many we average, but basically we get those requests every single week. And that's a good thing because people more and more are becoming yes, aware is. that that is a weapon that's available for us to put to use in our lives. Well, so we're talking about parents helping to equip their children for the spiritual warfare of life. And, of course, uh, Sister Peggy Joyce or Angie, what are your thoughts about the idea, the the need for parents to kind of guide and encourage their kids to both memorize Psalm 91 and they learn to pray it for themselves, too? Uh, Any thoughts about why it's important for parents to do that as well? Well, that's exactly why we've made a, a, a Psalm 90 book, one book for uh, every different age, every different uh, occupation. Uh, I mean, we didn't even name all the um, the different uh, variations. I wish I'd have brought a list of everything. Uh, because uh, when we're talking to them, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to tell uh, some soldier, you know, about a prayer that we've given to our child. He needs one that's already written out for him where he is, right where he is at that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, facing uh, an enemy. And so when someone has that Psalm 91 uh, addressing exactly the the place they're walking right today, you know, Mm. they'll use it. And they'll see answers come. And even the covenant in the back where they can put their name in it. Yes. And they can pray it specifically over themselves or someone else. And so... It's kind of like what he's saying is when you pray it daily, you'll find something in the psalm that you maybe didn't see the day before. And I think that's the Holy Spirit quickening the Word because it's alive to tailor make it to fit that day, that you never face a problem so big in the day that you don't have enough Word in you or, uh, to to counteract your problem or to have the answer to the problem. It's like every day he's he's gripping your spirit to know what to pray. Absolutely, right. yes. We're, we're, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and Angie Sham. We'll be right back.
Michael W. Smith with Surrounded. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. We continue to uh, our campaign with the National Ministry Preborn, and we're encouraging every listener to prayerfully consider getting involved with this. Again, every year, AFR and Preborn partner together to help provide free ultrasounds for women who may be considering the tragic decision of abortion. Again, we're asking you to help be one of the heroes uh, to help make this happen. You're the hero of every preborn baby in this nation in a very real sense and an ambassador for eternal life for every mom, dad, and family that walks into a preborn partner clinic. Keep in mind, preborn has a passion to save unborn babies from abortion and to see women come to Christ. So, again, Remember, when a woman sees uh, her baby on the, uh, typically an abortion-minded woman sees her baby on the ultrasound, typically 80% of the time she will change her mind and choose to keep her baby. Again, the Holy Spirit uses that in a wonderful, wonderful way. Your gift of $28 helps provide one woman seeking an abortion, uh, one free ultrasound, giving the mom the chance to choose life for her baby. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. So again, if you'd like to get involved, please pray for the ministry of preborn and prayerfully consider helping to provide one or more free ultrasounds or, or a gift of any amount is very much appreciated. The number to call is one 877 616-2396. Again, that's one 877 Or you can go online to donate going to AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. Again, we're grateful to have with us Peggy Joyce Ruth of Peggy Joyce Ruth Ministries and Angie Shum. And I believe Miss Ann Johnson, who's a part of the ministry, is going to join us this segment as well. But uh, I, well, I think we we're going to start off. Sister Ann Johnson was going to share a testimony, I think. Well, it seems so appropriate for today. I opened the email that came through this week, and it had a mom. Her name is Jen. She lives in Maryland, and she found Peggy Joyce Ruth's teachings last year and just devoured them. She said she had been in church her whole life and didn't know about spiritual warfare at all, but she really grabbed hold of it and started training her children, all five of them, to pray Psalm 91 on a daily basis. So... Uh, little Annie is in fourth grade, and she um, got a, this mom, Jen, got a letter from Aunt Annie's teacher, and she said it blessed her so much that the teacher said they were in religion class, and they were talking about some things when Annie raised her hand and said, well, I wake up and say Psalm 91 every day. And the teacher said, well, tell us a little more about that. 
So Annie prayed Psalm 91 over the entire class. And when she finished, all the children clapped, and they were so excited. And little children everywhere were saying, well, I'm going to find a psalm, and I'm going to pray it every day. And someone else said, um, well, I got a Bible for Christmas. And so it just sparked like a mm-hmm. spiritual event right there in the classroom. And so the mom was so pleased, but the teacher was like, we were so proud of Annie. And mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage moms, just do it. Just get up and, and, and teach your children to pray Psalm 91 for themselves and um, just watch the fruit of it. Amen. That is powerful. That is so powerful. You know, I want to say to every single, every parent, grandparent listening, again, why not make it your goal to maybe tell your child, I'm going to give you $9.10, $10, whatever. Memorize Psalm 91. (laughs) And keep keep in mind, again, why not? Because, again, the best thing in the world for our children is the Word of God. There's nothing our children need more. And remember, the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word. So when they're putting the Word in the mind of their heart, they're taking in more and more of the essence of who Jesus is. So parents, have your kids do what you have to do to help them memorize Psalm 91 and encourage them to start praying every single day. But, but yes, Sister Peggy Joyce and Angie, did you all have further thoughts about what uh, Sister Angie shared? Uh, something that I felt like the Lord really wanted me to share today is that as parents, when they're frightened for what's happening to their children, yes, I, I'm saying Psalm 91 first, but also find scriptures that cover that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need to start praying that prayer every day. Like uh, Deuteronomy 30:19 is an unbelievable prayer for that. It's a prayer for every parent who's concerned about the salvation of their children. Uh, because God said, I've called heaven and earth today. Uh, he said, I'm going to set before you life and death. He's telling the parent, I'm setting before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Uh, and then God actually tells that parent to, to make the choice. He said, so choose life. Mm-hmm. So he's telling us, we can choose life for us and for our children. And, and it's not just so that you'll live and go to heaven. God's saying, choose life, choose the Lord in order that you and your descendants. Now, he's not just talking to the parents. You and your descendants. Uh, descendants may live. And mm-hmm. notice he's letting the parents make that choice. He, he's not saying, you know, pray and ask me to do it. He's telling the parents, make this choice. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that we make the choice and it's over. Uh, we we automatically make that choice. And then every day, Lord, I have made the choice for mm-hmm. my children, every one of them, to serve you, to love you. And uh, God hears those prayers, and he puts angels uh, in assignment and to bring those things to pass, and uh, God goes to work to go to work, and and He brings about these things that we're praying and believing and thanking Him for. And I love the fact that He doesn't just say, you know, pray this and it's going to be do wonders for you. He says this is for you and your descendants, not just for your children, but you and your descendants. Uh, we're missing that, and I think it's a, an unbelievable promise that God's made to us. And sometimes we, we as parents, we're not taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so powerful. And, Sister Angie, did you have something you wanted to share as well? Well, I was just thinking about all of our college kids that they tell me, well, we, I grew up in a Christian home, but when I hear what they call a Christian home, I never... I ask them, did you ever one time ever pray together as a family? No. Did you ever have a problem and, and, and just the family decide, let's, let's pray about, about this problem? Or 
Um, if something went wrong, to find a promise and everybody agree and stand on that promise together uh, to have a certain word. And no, and I, it, it bothered me to think that these are our Christian families. And I was thinking about all the varied experiences I had with my parents of where we would put prayer into effect or a promise. And as a family, we, we waited to see how you know God's answer. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me to think that we're calling ourselves Christian families, but we're not applying anything that we know about the Lord to our lives. We're we're living our lives separate from the promises and separate from praying our way through life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important to, when the kids are young, to pray with them at night. But when they get older, don't let go of it. Make that part of the family uh, uh, life that you actually... You pray about your problems, and you actually find a verse that you feel like the Lord's put on your heart, and everybody agree. Mm. And then you start having those miracles, and you have those things that turn around, and it makes all the difference. And you know, Angie, you, you're touching on something that is so so powerful and so foundational. You know, in the Christian life, it's important for us to understand there are building blocks to the life of discipleship individually and as families. And so as believers, just like I know uh, uh, an acronym that, that that I heard a pastor share that was so helpful, it, it's for the three letters of the word pro. They have to do with the three basic areas of the life of a believer, a disciple. P, have a vibrant prayer life. R, read and meditate on the word daily. O, obey what you learn. That's discipleship. That's and discipleship covers, and so we're to do it individually, but as families, and we're mm-hmm. talking spiritual habits. Every believer should have them. Yes. Every couple should have them. Every family should have them as well. So thank you for, for sharing that very much so. Our time is just about gone. We have a couple minutes. Any last words of encouragement, y'all? Sister Peggy Joyce or Angie, you want to share with our listeners? I just want to give one more scripture because so many parents have told me this has really helped them. The First John five fourteen and 15. And he starts out by saying, this is the confidence which we have before him. God's telling us that we can have confidence when we come. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, we know it's his will for our children to go to heaven. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we have the request which we ask from him, then we need to think about that and we need to pray with confidence over our children that not only are they going to get saved, but they're going to walk and live for him. And if we believe that word, I mean, even if we're not seeing it happen right now, if we believe that word and we keep praying that in confidence, that he says that's the confidence that we have, and we pray and say, Lord, I'm praying your word, and this is my confidence, I'm believing this to happen, that then it's amazing what parents are going to start seeing happen. It may not happen overnight. It may it may take a while because the kids may be in the depths of sin right now. But if they'll keep praying that prayer, it is amazing the miracles they'll start seeing. Amen. Amen. Angie, any final words you'd like to share? Well, as a college pastor, I just don't want to be the first one introducing your child to spiritual warfare and to armoring up. I would like that foundation to already be laid in a Christian family where the parents are doing their job of saying, I'm taking these words, like you were saying on pro, and putting them to work in my own life and as a family. Yes. And then that lays a foundation 
where by the time they get into college, we're working out some some things where it actually affects the harvest and and our calling and our purposes. But I'm finding out I'm having to go lay that foundation for people on armoring up, that the church is not doing a good job overall teaching God's people that we live in a world that has invisible enemies as well Mm. as physical ones. Mm, That's right. Well, one more time, Cher, if someone wants to get one of the Psalm 91 books that you all have written, tell them again how they can do that. Yes, uh, they can call uh, 325-646-6894, and we have a girl there who's answering the phone during the daytime. And um, then uh, they can also go to uh, 877, no, no. I, I'm sorry, uh, org. Okay. All righty. All righty. Well, thank, thank you all so much for being with us today. And uh, to our listeners, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life today, is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you now from your heart simply pray this prayer with me and invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life today. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to live what I learn every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you once again. My email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please get in touch with us again. That email, joseph at afr.net. Well, Sister Peggy Joyce, Ruth, and Angie Shum, thank you all so much for being with us today. We appreciate you being with us, all right? Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. All right. One more time, share the website and contact information, please. Yes. Um, uh, 325-646-6894, and it's org. All right. Well, you all keep up the great work, and thanks for being with us today, all right? Thank you for being a part of our Thank listening you. family. We Join us again it. next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.